welcome to the Bodybuilding Dietitians Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today for what is now episode 18 of our Road to 2023 series. And as always, you are joined by your hosts, Tara and Jack. Now we've got a two-week recap to get into and share all of our super exciting news with you guys. So let's get into it, Jack. How's your last fortnight been? It's been great. And there's a lot of stuff to cover. I feel like a lot has happened in the last two weeks. So Mm. I got a blood test. It was my birthday. We got some shirt samples in. Mm -hmm. I ended my deload. A lot of stuff going on. Yeah. The Olympia happened. Mm. The the big UK DFBA over in the UK (laughs) happened with, you know, all these big guys that we follow, obviously UK bodybuilders like AJ Morris and Steve Hall. So that was really exciting. Mm. Yeah, so I'll just start off with my training and nutrition. So yeah, training's been going really well. I took a four-day deload, which was basically just, what was it? I think it was Monday, Tuesday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And then I started training again on last Thursday. So I trained Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then had another full week of training now. So everything's going well, I think based off that four day break next time I probably could do five days to be hundred mm-hmm. percent with AJ. We're also doing like a D volume approach in the first, uh, like three to four days of training as well, which is basically, uh, instead of two to three sets, we do one to two. And that's just the prime reason of that is to avoid DOMS. And, <laughs> and were they avoided? <laughs> Somewhat to, Oh God. I don't think they were. Every second thing that's come out of your mouth, like almost this past week is, oh, the doms. And I'm like, the what? And you're like, the doms. I'm like, I was kidding. I heard you. Yeah. I mean, the the first three days were okay. Um, But after the first three days, I then went back to normal volume. And then the day I went back to normal volume, it was Bulgarian. So Mm. I blame it on the Bulgarians. They'll do it, man. Yeah. So yeah, but training has been going well. Just continuing to train hard, uh, really focus on the execution of how I'm lifting and that's been going great. Yeah, nothing too spectacular. Things are just moving up as they should. Did you make any changes at all or is it basically the same exercise selection, same training split, everything? Yeah, literally the same of everything, which is how it should be because nothing was wrong. Um, Something I'm looking forward to progressing this block is, or just in general, is RDLs because I feel like one thing that I tweaked was that when I did the when I went down and I did the eccentric phase of the lift, I would try and focus on keeping my spine neutral, which obviously you want, like you don't want it to go into flexion because that's rounding the back. But now I'm trying to do a little bit of extension of the back going down, like just a tiny amount, so little that you can't really notice it in video. And that has really helped me keep a neutral spine a mm. bit more. So combined with some of the other cues, which has helped. Yeah, I feel like during your entire RDL history, you've gone through these different types of things in terms of your back positioning. Like Mm. last year, there was quite an excessive arch. Then you went to a very excessive like straight back. Now you're back to a slight arch. So Mm. you're still kind of just finding your middle ground, eh? Yeah, I think it'll always depend on my proportions as well. Mm. And looking back on old videos from like 2019, 2020, before I dieted, like I, I stored a lot more body fat in my, in my glutes and hamstrings and lower body. And I think that was probably because I took that big time off training legs due to my back. And then 
I basically accumulated a decent amount of body fat there because I wasn't training. Mm. And now my legs are still very lean comparatively to the rest of my body, which is interesting. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how that changes as I gain another 10 kilos or so. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you got a blood test, didn't you? I certainly did. So post prep, I did definitely hype up a lot about my testosterone, how low it was. Maybe that's not really a hype up, but I hyped up the nutritional changes that I made. So I encourage people to scroll back a bit and, and listen to that episode if you haven't. But basically what I did is I lowered my fiber, which was high for many, many years, more than a hundred grams per day for probably like four or five years straight. Mm. And I've lowered that down to like 60 grams per day. Um, I've also been supplementing with some vitamins and minerals that are associated with more favorable testosterone levels when... Uh, you have decent levels of them. If you're deficient in these vitamins and minerals, namely vitamin D, zinc, magnesium, that isn't that great for your natural testosterone production. So I've been supplementing with those. I've lowered my fiber uh, in, and of course gaining body weight back and body fat in the hope that my testosterone will go above like what it has been previously, which mm-hmm. the highest it ever got was 11 nanomoles per liter, which isn't particularly high um, compared to some other people. And like I'm not a doctor to disclaim, but at the same, not at the same time, but on a different tangent, like I think a lot of people have been messaging me with their own blood test results. And like, I am not a doctor, I'm a dietitian. So mm. see your GP about it. And a lot of people's are higher than mine. And they're like, why, why the hell is mine higher than yours? When you're like a dietitian, you have a good diet, you train yeah. a lot. And I don't get it, man. You're like three times as jacked as me. <laughs> <laughs> and like testosterone is just one variable. Like, exactly. It is very important, but like it's very determined by genetics and your previous history. Mm-hmm. So like, uh, for example, I've undergone two comp preps now and my genetics aren't very favorable. If I look at my brother's testosterone and some other people in my family who's had theirs tested, theirs isn't that great either. Mm. So it is genetics, but back to the test that I got recently. So it was around one when I got it uh, in prep towards the end. Thank God it wasn't zero. (laughs) Zilch testosterone running through those veins. (laughs) And then post prep, I think in July, so about two months post comp, it went up to seven, which was actually quite decent. And then the most recent one was 11. So Mm -hmm. it wasn't above what it's been before, uh, but at least it was in the range. But ultimately you did multiply your testosterone levels by 10 Mm. since comp prep. I'm assuming this is going to relate to the title, something about (laughs) multiplying my testosterone by 10, which... Technically, I did, so you can't claim clickbait. Yeah, dude, that is the truth and nothing but the truth. It went from 1.1 to 11 in the space from May to October. So Boost it right up, baby. Yeah. So the good news is that last time I got my testosterone testosterone tested, when it was 11 previously, that was like right at the end of my improvement season. So I'm hoping that it's jumped up to 11 now and it will continue to climb. That's my hope. I'm not going to get it tested again just because... There are people who need uh, who need testing more than me, mm. uh, and like if I do get it again, I will probably pay for it. But I definitely will probably get it again before I undertake my next dieting phase. Mm. 
because it'll just be interesting to see where it's at. Yeah, but at least now we know, right? You Mm -hmm. did absolutely everything you possibly could. You experimented with these different supplemental regimes. You cut your fiber in half, all these certain things. And at the end of the day, it had good results, but I think I'm just... The thing is, like, we can't really say, oh, was it due to cutting the fiber? Was it due to the supplementation? Because, like, we didn't control it enough to mm. do to be able to say that. And what I am going to do is keep supplementing because I think that on the blood test, I was actually on the... I wasn't deficient in magnesium, but I was on the low end, which is very surprising. And definitely vitamin D, like, you, there's, there's no harm in supplementing with that. And if anything higher levels of supplementation could be beneficial. Yeah. And zinc and and zinc, the same goes for zinc. Like I didn't get that tested, but uh, I'm, I'm not supplementing with too much just to keep me mm. within range. But a few things that you didn't get tested that are of course still part of the puzzle are other hormones in mm. your body that contribute to anabolism. So you didn't get your growth hormone tested. You didn't get your IGF-1 tested. And we have to think that testosterone, yeah, it's remarkably important for building and maintaining skeletal muscle mass, but it is only one piece of the puzzle. Yeah. It's not the one and only hormone that's mm. contributing to these things. So that's why- I feel I've... very good. I, de- I definitely don't feel deficient in mm. testosterone, that's for sure. Dude, you got 10 times the amount that you did a few <laughs> months ago. I bet you're feeling good. Mm. But that's why if someone sends you their blood test results and they're like, hey, I'm at 20 animals per liter, but you, again, have a way more favorable body composition than I do. Testosterone is only one piece of the puzzle. You're yeah. doing everything you possibly can in terms of your resistance training, your diet, your sleep, your lifestyle, your, your stress. You've been doing this for years. So hell, who knows? Hey guys, just a reminder that we offer coaching services, which you can find on our website by searching the bodybuilding dietitians on Google or via the show notes below. We coach anyone with a health and fitness related goal. Mm, he does. <laughs> yeah, so that's that news. Everything else in the blood test was good. And yeah, something that the doctor didn't actually tell me was that he ordered a fasted blood triglycerides. Mm. And then I went in there and I wasn't fasted. So yeah, I ended up... And for your blood cholesterol levels too. Yeah, which wasn't... I wish he'd told me because then I could have actually fasted. Mm. But what's done is done. I know I'm very confident that my triglycerides and blood cholesterol is is fine Mm -hmm. they should have just opened up the pathology lab early for you been like Mm. yo don't you know i'm a bodybuilder i'm on a meal schedule here i eat breakfast at 7 a.m you guys open at 8 not really gonna work eh? (laughs) a so in terms of nutrition some other very exciting news i have had the first macro increase in six months (laughs) oh man we are entering now into our 25th week of Mm. the improvement season congratulations my friend yeah very novel territory so a whopping 25 grams of carbs increase so up to five across all days as well so 525 carb on my training days 80 grams of fat 275 protein and on rest days 425 carb 70 fat 250 protein and so you eat 100 grams less carbs on rest days yeah oh okay interesting mm. I have done for 25 weeks. I didn't know it was that much. Yeah. I thought it was like 50 grams or something, 100. No, it used to be 50 last improvement season, but yeah, maybe, I'm not sure. But I, I, You're a changed man. Yeah, I do like eating less on rest days. Like It would feel quite uncomfortable for me to mm-hmm. eat that much. Well, the question is, where are you adding these extra 25 grams? Uh, mainly through white rice. So like some rice flour and some white rice at dinner. 
and a little bit of jam as well. Yeah, that sounds very exciting. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely at that stage now where I'm not eating is back to being a bit of a chore. Mm. And I don't mind it being that way. If anything, I kind of like it in a sense. And it's very easy for me to not make it a chore if I want. I kind of just diversify things. Like today, I bought some barramundi and I made fish. Mm-hmm. And that's something different. And it made me look forward to the meal a bit more and made it a bit more exciting. Not quite fish with rice cakes. <laughs> fish with white rice. And you put some salsa on there for some mm. more palatability. I was going to use your hot sauce, but mm-hmm. I'd already used up your egg whites. Yes, so. you did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's nutrition. Nothing else has changed majorly. And body weight's hovering around 85.5-ish. And it's been there for a few weeks now, hence the macro increase from AJ. And yeah, I'm, I don't think I'm going to respond that much to this carb increase. I think it's taken me a while to adapt to the macros. But now that I have, I think we're going to be changing them a lot more frequently. That was mm. my prediction. And would you rather just keep upping? I know obviously it's going to be a discussion decision made by both you and AJ, but if it was a preference from you, would you rather allocate that to just additional carbs on a training day? Or would you rather bring your rest day macros up a little bit to balance it out? Mainly training. Yeah. Cause I'm at around maintenance on rest days. Mm-hmm. It's not like I'm in a deficit. Yeah. But again, that maintenance is changing. Yeah. Yeah. We shall see. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess one other exciting thing that happened this week is that our TBD oversized tees, the samples, officially arrived. Mm, They did, yeah. I think they look good. I think they look good too. I think they look best as what we intended them to be as oversized tees. (laughs) Yeah, you're a little bit more biased. We have two different viewpoints on this. (laughs) Well, should we share it? Yeah, well, you... Tierra likes the oversized tee look. Mm-hmm. I think that people should buy whatever they want. Jack's just like, if they want a t-shirt, they can have a t-shirt. But mm. I'm like, well, the whole thing is that like we wanted to release some oversized tees, right? Because we recognize, especially here in Australia, oversized tees, they're just not very popular. They're definitely popular over in like the UK and stuff. But here it's more just like stringers, right? Or no shirt at all. But oversized tees, they just, they make you look big you know like it's it's interesting because you'd think that if you're wearing a really big garment of clothing you might look smaller but mm. especially on you it just makes you look big so bigger. yeah yeah even bigger man <laughs> 11 animals per liter um but like we we got these samples right we, we took some pictures for each of us so we put up like our stats on our instagram stories for how tall we are and how much we weigh and then we took a photo in each shirt and then we got everyone to vote on them like you know what size would you like what color would you like in terms of the sizing like more people voted for a medium size than the actual large mm. oversized tees yeah. well because they are men's medium t-shirts mm. so if you're a smaller female then and no i'm not gonna no never mind (laughs) what well they they are a medium-sized men's t-shirt so if you are a smaller female yeah then a medium men's t-shirt might be oversized yeah well it looks it definitely looks bigger Mm. yeah but for example for me and we'll post we'll post up photos again of course in future yeah but like me at 176 centimeters tall which is hella tall (laughs) not hella tall you know there's some chicks that are taller but yeah it's decently i've got some height (laughs) on me you know can reach the top shelf 
But on me, like with the medium, I'm like, man, this just looks like a, it just looks like a standard t-shirt. I think the oversized tees just look really good. Mm. Well, just to confirm for those people wondering, we are going to have every size available. So yes. if you want a normal size tee, go for it. Cause I understand that not everyone wants a dress as a t-shirt. <laughs> but maybe just tie it up in a knot, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I like the oversized tee. Mm. I'll definitely be wearing them as oversized tee, but I understand that some people might not like that. Mm. So you shall have the opportunity to yeah. pick what you want, but we were going to order. We had about 25% more people vote for wanting one. than we're going to order them just because mm. we want to have a limited stock and we want them to sell out. So when we do release the update for them being available, probably by the end of November, I would say mm. then yeah, make sure to get in quick. And if you're not following us on Instagram, make sure you do so that you can stay up to date with the sizing, etc. Yeah, absolutely. And like for colors, like at least 50% of people wanted black and then it mm. was about 25% for gray, 25% for navy. Yeah, we're not going to do white. Just people weren't mm. in, like the white just does. It looks very yeah. vanilla, so to speak. Yeah. And the only thing I, the only reason I mentioned the thing about the sizing, obviously, like everyone can wear a shirt. Like I would love to see anyone wear our t-shirts, of course, but I just thought it was kind of funny how we were initially trying to sell oversized tees but everyone wants small t-shirts mm. yeah, that's, yeah that's the only thing i was trying to comment on yeah well people people right <laughs> yeah but hell rep tvd uh i'm super excited to obviously get that big shipment in and then get our website updated so that people can order them mm. it will be exciting yeah mm. special yeah the last thing i'll say is i've been getting some not sure. Have I announced said my about my lifting playlist on the podcast before? Maybe many many episodes ago. Yeah. Well, I've just made it public on my Instagram. Well, if you go to my link tree on Instagram, then you can follow it on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Just thought I'd say that because some people have been giving me some positive feedback on it. So. Yeah, it's a good playlist for sure. I listen <laughs> really? to it sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Look, go look up Jack's playlist called top set and well yeah it's it's on my instagram link tree that's all i'm Mm. gonna say um but yeah let me know if you want me to add any songs to it i try and be quite selective usually my criteria is if i don't hit a pr to it then i won't add it to the playlist Mm -hmm. so yeah that song is outside the top set (laughs) yeah but uh yeah basically it's just a bit of punk bit of rock bit of metal Mm -hmm. and yeah what about your week well my last two weeks pretty damn swell like we finished our deload got back into a new mesocycle and how many days did you deload for i deloaded for a total of i took three days off the gym i went to the gym one day just to move my body and do a few exercises but i took three days off and had one little workout Mm -hmm. in there but same days as you but the main thing is man i feel recovered (laughs) and i was just psyched to get back in there on thursday did you get any doms No, I didn't get any doms. You're the only one complaining this household. (laughs) Um, uh, But no, these last two weeks, they've been good. Um, In terms of body composition, so been on around 400 grams of carbs for going on a few weeks now. And body weight's just slowly, slowly continuing to creep up, sitting around six, like in the low 66s now. So 66.2. And again, we're moving into our 25th week now of the improvement season. So it's almost been six months. And weight during that time has increased by just over seven kilograms for me, which is good. And I've been this body weight many times before in my life, but never at this body composition, which is very exciting for me. But 
I'm not going to lie, like I'm genuinely getting a bit of an itch to diet. I've always found this in the past, like one, when I hit around this body weight, around that 66 kilograms, but also when I have been building for at least half a year, like coincided with the heat, like, and being on decently high food, I just start to get that itch of like, oh, like I, I wouldn't mind dieting again. Mm. Like I start to get that itch for it. But the thing is, is that I uploaded some physique photos this past week at this body weight, just on my Instagram and looking at my body composition, I know that it would be completely irresponsible for me to just go into the diet for a sake of just doing a diet, just because that's what I feel like. So I am planning to push my body weight up probably to around that 68, like top end this improvement season, 70 kilograms, maybe depending obviously how much muscle mass I have on how me. How much test you can use. <laughs> Dude, who knows? Maybe I'm over 11 now. <laughs> Gotta get mine retested. But yeah, max I would predict would be like 70 kilograms, but I'm thinking more like 68 kilograms because I just want to have a phenomenal starting body composition by the next time that I start prep. And hell, if I can build a like a good amount of muscle mass during this improvement season and then get as conditioned as I possibly can, I'm probably going to land myself getting on stage around 59 or 60 kilograms or so given my height and given how much I'm giving to this and how much I'm, my body's actually responding in terms of building. But like I've spoken about before, I do not want to start my prep over 10 kilograms above stage weight. Like I would much rather start a prep hovering between maybe like between 66 to 68 kilograms, somewhere in that ballpark range so that my prep just isn't a freaking slog. Like it's, I've mm. done that before. It's just, it's not necessary. But anyway, what I'm trying to say is I have an itch <laughs> to diet now, but I'm holding back because I just know that would be irresponsible. And my body composition isn't in the position right now where it begs to do something like a mini cut. So obviously just controlled and keep pushing forward. But Definitely I'm getting to a point with my food where I feel very comfortable. And like in the morning, I'm just making these big bowls of carbs. Like I'm just blending like a hundred grams of flour with 50 grams of oats, like a banana that's over a hundred grams. Like I, I have a good appetite, right? Like I love to eat. So I definitely have a good appetite, but I just mean like, I'm just blending all these things together and microwaving them now. It's a good time. But what I'm trying to say is like, I'm, I'm like, this would be so easy to just reduce. I just wouldn't blend in a banana and 50 grams of oats into my cake sort of thing. I just have a hundred grams of flour and that would be pretty sweet. Um, so I'm just saying, like, I, savory. I, 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 I toy with the idea. I'm like, man, it would be so easy to manipulate this, but not going to. So yeah, my macros right now are still 400 grams of carbs, 175 grams of protein and 55 grams of fat and pretty happy. But since we came out of the mini deload, yeah, we're now, I don't even know when the last time was that we actually took a full week long deload day. Eh? Mm. Um, oh, wow. we can just optimize recovery so well now because life stressors are low. Like I still trained post prep mm. during the deload, but it was technically a full deload week. Yeah. Hey guys, just a reminder that we post regular informative content on both our Instagram and YouTube channel. So make sure to go over to those platforms and search the bodybuilding dietitians. See you there. Yeah, I think I still went to the gym a few times. 
coming into this new mesocycle, not many things have changed for me in terms of like my training days, exercise selection, but the main thing that has changed for me, and Jack, you'd be really happy to hear this, is that my big lower body compound that I do on each day, I have decided to reduce that down to two working sets from three. So finally taking the plunge, finally doing it because on our previous episode on Road to 2023, I we had just finished our last session of our last mesocycle yeah. and I'd done three sets of Smith Machine lunges and I was like, I am absolutely flipped. And I was like, I, this is a sign. I just, I don't need to do that. And it's, it's, it is a good sign to myself that I can now perform with a level of intensity while executing very well on a movement that I genuinely get to the end of a second set. And I'm like, that's enough. You know, mm. I don't need to do any more. Even though I can do more, I don't need to. And yeah. I definitely am an endurance athlete at heart. And I grew up doing a lot of endurance sports. And I've always done a high volume of work in my athleticism. But just because you can doesn't mean that you should. And it it's actually really nice now that I'm like, okay, two sets. So as if I wasn't already putting enough pressure on myself because I'm training full body like I've spoken about. And I usually only do one exercise per muscle group per day. So before, the pressure was on obviously to be like, okay, you've got three sets of RDLs to hit your hamstrings. Like you better freaking connect. Now I've only got two sets, mm. <laughs> but I'm really freaking pumped, man, because one, like it just, it's, it's already reduced psychologically that anxiety for me with my Smith machine lunges, with my Bulgarian split squats. Cause it's like two sets, you know, it's just two sets, do it first. Right. And then the second set and then it's over just, and then you can move on. So I feel like there's going to be a lot less anxiety with it. And also I can really start moving up more on these movements like I can finally pick up those freaking 36 kilogram kettlebells for my Bulgarians and just lift them because I've been saying that I'm going to do that and I I can do it but the reason why I haven't done it yet is because I've still been doing three sets of like 10 to 12 reps and I Each get leg that's just crazy yeah it's wild but and I get but I get enough of a stimulus from that that's why I'm like I don't need to move up to the 36s but now I will Awesome. I can do it. So, yeah. I like 8 to 10 rep range for Bulgarians. Like, mm. anything more than that, and it's very hard. It's just <laughs> deadly. <laughs> it is very tough. That's also something that I'm finding, too, is, like, my cardiovascular fitness. Even though I would say that I'm, I'm quite fit, of course, and, like, you know, I go for daily walks, and I swim every week, and I take care of my health and stuff. Just being at a higher body weight, I'm finding that like I'm just more gassed after some exercises and very interesting with my resting heart rate in the depths of prep. Like this year, back in March, my resting heart rate during the day was like 46 beats per minute. During the nighttime, it would lower down to like 38 beats per minute. But now during the day, it's like 67 beats per minute. So it's beating almost 20 times more every single minute of every single hour of every single day. So that's obviously explaining why I've got an adaptive metabolism and prep. I had to go down to 150 carb. Now I'm eating 400 sort of thing, but also like just having that higher heart rate, it, uh, it does demand a lot from you and it can actually be quite uncomfortable when you are performing at a really high intensity. Like, have you found that yet, Jack, with the extra body weight? Like it's just it's just hard on your heart combined with it's getting hot as hell outside um sometimes but not that much mm. fortunately 
yeah, it's, I did get a little bit of discomfort on my leg day while wearing a belt. And even though it was, I usually waited like two hours prior to training, but I actually didn't do that this past leg day and it helped considerably. I didn't get nauseous mm. at all, which is good. So I'll continue that. Yeah. It's just, it is getting very hot now though. And I think today I went swimming, it was like 35 degrees and it was just so freaking refreshing. But then like you get out and you dry like immediately. And what I find is I can only sunbake for like 15 minutes before I have to like jump in the pool again to cool off. Mm. Like You are looking a bit red. <laughs> a little bit red in the cheeks, but tan everywhere else. <laughs> You say so. <laughs> a little bit of golden brown. But yeah, that was pretty much my two weeks. It was pretty good. And I'm just really looking forward to just these next couple months to come because show dates have officially been released for IFBB season A next year. And I'm coaching Chloe Spring, who will be competing at both the Queensland States and also FitFest, which is down in Melbourne. But April is going to be pretty freaking nuts because... We've got the Sunshine Coast Classic on like the 9th of April. The following week, it's IFBB Queensland's on the 16th of April, and that's at the Sleeman Center in Chandler. And then the following week after that, I don't know what it is, but federations, it's like they don't even look at each other's calendars because ICN Queensland and IFBB FitFest, which is down in Melbourne, they're on the same flipping weekend, man. So... I am fingers crossed praying that the bikini girls are on Saturday for FitFest, which will be the 23rd of April, because that means that I can fly down to Melbourne, I can support Chloe at the show, but then I'll probably have to fly back either late that night or very early the next morning because I've got another client, Kate Archibald, and she's going to be competing in sports model for ICN. So I'll have to fly back and then be at the show with her and you and your clients on that same weekend. So mm. it's going to be a hell of a weekend, but just fingers crossed the bikini girls are on the Saturday. I, I well, fingers crossed the show date gets changed. Uh, it's not going to get changed. Like Tony's not going to change the date of FitFest, and Jason's not going to change the date of the Queensland mm. state titles. You know, it is. We're well, not is. in the same boat. There'll be a bunch of coaches on the same flight. Yeah, I know. That's why it's like, Guys, federations, please. There's so many different weekends. Like, can you just like pick a different one? Mm. <laughs> but I I have a feeling that it's going to work out that way because last year when they tried to do FitFest, they had the bikini girls competing on the Saturday. And then we know notoriously from ICN that they usually do all of the girls on the Sunday. So mm. fingers crossed it works out, but that's going to be a hell of a three string of weekends. But I just can't wait. You know, 2022 is going to be freaking lit, man, for Team TBD. Like, we've got some killers getting on those stages. So I'm just so damn excited. Yeah, I've definitely got two really great guys who are competing mm. season A and a couple lined up for season B as well. So the game is certainly on. Oh, I can't wait. Just like this next coming year, while we're not competing, we can just like live vicariously through our competitors. But it's going to be freaking wicked. Yeah, it certainly will be. And we're sharing some of our competitors on TBD. And yeah, it's going to be game on. Mm -hmm. Can't wait. Let's get them in some oversized tees. <laughs> Looking even extra big. <laughs> Great. So we'll end this episode with something that we want to improve upon for the next week. All right. Well, Jack, what do you want to improve? So I want to continue working on my RDLs. And I was really happy with how they went last week. So... I'm going to be upping the weight on them and 
fingers crossed that everything goes well again. Mm-hmm. What are you aiming for this week? So rep range is six to eight for the top set and I'm going for 172.5. Very good. Kilos, not pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little disclaimer there. Mm-hmm. And what do you want to improve upon? This week, I plan to improve my dental hygiene because I'm going to see my dentist for my six-month checkup. I literally paid for like the absolute bare minimum cheapest healthcare, which literally just gets me an ambulance. If something goes wrong, someone can call an ambulance and I'm allowed to be picked up. And I also get two dental cleans every single year. So yeah, I pay a few bucks a month and that gets me into a dentist, which I was like, when I was choosing my healthcare, I'm like, oh, what do I really need? I don't need a dietitian. I've got Jack for that. <laughs> I don't get hurt that often. If I had any physio questions, could probably just ask Lawrence and anything else. I'm like, ah, but no one's going to clean my teeth. <laughs> so better pay for that to happen. So I'm also getting my second COVID jab this week. Cool. Yeah. Well, I guess I am too then because yeah. I got mine the day after yours. Yeah. Both getting fully vaxxed up. Yeah. Mm. Then we can travel overseas, hopefully in a few months. Yeah, hopefully that opens up soon. Brah, even more so, we are just all about the healthcare this next coming week. Mm. Awesome. All right, well, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. If you did enjoy the podcast, please remember to take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram stories, tag Jack, tag myself, tag TBD. Remember, keep your eye out for those oversized tees that we'll be launching in this next couple of weeks. And if you're feeling friendly, please feel free to leave us a review and potentially leave us a rating. And we'll catch you next week.